Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, the number one ranked entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, and those aspiring to be so. The aim of this show is to showcase the world's most inspiring and interesting people who've decided to screw it, just do it. We offer 20% inspiration and 80% education, giving you the tools and advice to start, grow, and scale a successful business. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, podcast agency owner with a number one podcast and startup advisor to global startup generator and early stage VC, Antler. Each week, I release two episodes, a Q&A every Wednesday with one of the world's most inspiring figures, plus a solo episode every Saturday where I cover the challenges that all of us are facing as entrepreneurs. So welcome to episode 208 of Screw It, Just Do It with me, Alex Chisnell, on this Saturday solo episode. And on today's show, um, I want to talk about embracing change and trying something new. And look, for me, if you're not embracing change, if you're not moving forward, then you're going backwards. Before I do, and I want to move on and get you to think about doing something new. Before I do, quick shout out to Talila Henchos, who put um, an uber cool social post um, about this show. Um, and for that, I am eternally grateful also also featured gary v and joe rogan's shows so um to be listed in such breathtaking company um i am forever grateful um and would love to get to the stage that those podcasts are at where it comes to reach and audience engagement um but yeah thank you talila um really appreciate that um, and we've had a bit of banter back and forth on Insta um, and love what you do. And you certainly seem to live a pretty fulfilling life. And that's what it's all about, folks. So last year for me was a number of firsts, uh, a number of things that I did for the first time. And I want to encourage you um, through my experience to do the same, to embrace change. Um, it's only when we do something different, something that's outside our comfort zone that we really grow. Like if you're thinking of doing something and you start feeling that pit of fear in your stomach, you start feeling uncomfortable, that's a good sign. You might not think so, but trust me, you're on the right track. If you're getting those feelings you're feeling uncomfortable, you're feeling anxious about doing it. Look, if it doesn't kill you, the old adage, it's only going to make you stronger. I mean, literally anything these days, my mindset has totally and utterly shifted in the last 12 months. I frame everything with um, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? I'm not very good at it. I didn't enjoy it. I won't do it again. If it's going to kill you, then maybe don't do it, okay? But other than that, what's the worst that can happen? Really, you know, break it down. If it's just you might not be that good at it, you might fail at it, it's only by failing consistently 
and and fast and learning from those failures that we can be successful you can't be successful without having experienced failure if you if you do you're pretty bloody lucky because there's not many people in the world that I know and I've interviewed that can say that they've consistently failed until they've hit on something okay so for me you know putting me outside of my comfort zone was doing 75 hard and it's it's doing it again um doing things that I don't want to do developing habits um that will give me the mental skills the mental toughness to overcome whatever I need to overcome and through doing that, I've discovered the love of a couple of different things that I didn't know I had. Um, and I wanted to share those with you. And I'm not telling you to do the same, but I'm saying, have a look around, have a think, you know, what else could you do? What can you embrace? What can you try that will help you as a human being, help you help your business, whatever it might be. And for me, um, first thing I found was was running and no one could be more surprised than me. I hated running. Um, I used to like it when I was in school, I used to run cross country and I used to always be in top three in my school and used to love running through muddy woods, um, around the lake, things like that. And I was asked to then run for the school, which I did. And then I hated it. And look, I'm a competitive person, but I went from being like, top three when we had PE games every week to being in the last two or three by racing against, I don't know if it was the last two or three, but you know, in the last however many by racing against the best kids from every other school in Cardiff. And all of a sudden I wasn't top three and I didn't like it. And I didn't know how to improve at that age. I didn't have a father figure at that time. My parents had split up. My father had moved back to Canada. Um, I didn't have somebody to put their arm around me and maybe take me to the local athletic club or give me some pointers. Um, you know, all kudos to my mum for bringing me up, me and my brother up the way she did. But she was working a full-time job. She was bringing up two boys. I was getting to be a little bit unruly. So she did all she could. But, you know, what I'm saying is it's only by, and I only discovered running because when I was doing 75 hard last summer, I was cycling as my initial form of exercise. And I just got bored with it, doing the same route on a bike. Um, I didn't feel I was really pushing myself on a bike. So, I thought I'd run and I tried running many times over the last however many years, but every time I just stopped before I got to 20 minutes, no matter what the distance was, I'd stop when I get to about 20 minutes because I was bored and I didn't like it. But again, like many things, it was clearly mental. It's between the ears, something, I don't know what it was that was stopping me doing that. Now, and I've literally just run, I've just done, you know, if you listen to this show regularly, you'll know um, I've, you know, now developed a love of doing the park run 5K. And there's one in every town around the world, pretty much, I think. So, you know, I started doing the 
the 5K. And I think what got me into it was the fact that I was, it was, you know, it wasn't a lonely pursuit for me. It was a real sense of community of other people. It's like 900 to 1,000 people every week where I do mining pool. Um, and it's just a nice atmosphere. So, you know, you don't have to suffer alone. Look, and running might not be your thing. I'm not saying it is, but check it out. What's the worst that can happen? Really? Um, and, you know, I found one, I liked that community, that feeling of being with other people doing the same thing. We're all part of something bigger, maybe. Um, and I also found my old competitive juices were awoken and I started getting a personal best. I started PBing every week, literally every single week I was knocking minutes off. So that, so much so that now I know the first one I did was horrendous. It was like 32 odd minutes. I'll say horrendous, but um, for me that felt, the experience was horrendous. I didn't particularly enjoy it. But now, you know, fast forward uh, six months and I've got it down to 22, 26, which again, you know, for you might not be particularly fast. You might be a bolt of lightning. I don't know. But for me, it's pretty good. Um, I've been told if I went down to a running club, I wouldn't disgrace myself. Said my uncle, who was a running coach um, at Cardiff, coaching back in the day with, a, you know, the Colin Jacksons of this world. So knows what he's talking about. So I took that as a compliment that I wouldn't disgrace myself. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> and it's it's turned into a love. Um, I get it. I never got it before. I get it. Um, I've now done a 10K uh, at the Tank Training Ground in Dorset. And I finished 54th out of 500 odd people. Uh, that was, I would, no one was more surprised than me. Um, you know, accidentally found out I was half decent at something. And again, I don't think that's because I've got any particular talent for it. I've found it it's really is mental running. Um, and in a good way, I really get clarity, get focus. Um, I listen to a really good podcast um, as well. I've discovered a couple, uh, funnily enough, as you might expect from me. Um, and I, I met this person on a press trip and I found out um, that she has her own podcast called Welfare um, with Amy Lane. And that's really good. And I then found like Fern Cotton, Radio 1 DJ. She uh, is really into her running as well. So a few, few people. Um, uh, what's the other one? I don't want to know. Run Pod. That was the other one as well with Jenny Faulkner. She's big into her running. But I then discovered I needed like a yin to the yang, really. So I tried yoga and I did yoga once when I was in my early 20s. And it was a kind of counterbalance to rugby then. I'd been rehabbing knee injury that I had surgery on that I blew out. And I went to a yoga class at my local gym that I was a member of. And I was like in my 20s, everybody in the room look to me like they were in their 90s. They clearly weren't, but... And I can remember the lady saying, imagine you're a tree. Imagine you have a branch coming out of your head. Imagine you have roots coming out of your bottom. At that point, one of these old ladies farted in the class. Farted. Boom. 
drop one in the room. And I never went to yoga ever again. I was quite traumatized, I think. <laughs> Honestly, um, I did not enjoy that experience. Um, it, and I know, I now know that there are many different forms of yoga and there are far more higher energized forms of yoga that are more suited to me. So I now use an app called Fit, F-I-I-T. Um, I've interviewed Ian, Sammy and the guys, the founders on my podcast. Fern Cotton is um, one of their ambassadors. And she is in a couple of classes there. And I mainly do classes. Um, so it basically, they marked it as the Netflix of streaming. So you can basically stream a class via their app wherever you are, whenever you are, on whatever device you want. Um, so I do a class with mainly with Richie Norton. There's another one, um, who, another one that's really good. Um, I can't remember the name of, but Richie Norton is the one that I use um, a lot of. And I've found that it really has massively, massively improved my flexibility, my strength, because a lot of these are really, really bloody hard. You're doing, you know, I'm, and I'm now doing the advanced ones. I started off on the beginner ones, intermediate, and, I'm, you know, the intermediate ones um, push me. And that's kind of my zone. It, the advanced ones I really struggle with. Um, but, you know, it's it's all body weight stuff. Um, no equipment involved other than yoga mat, I guess. But um, I've found, again, that it really helps me. It really, really helps me. Again, uh, it takes me to a different place in my head. And physically and mentally, the benefits are clear for me. So I want to continue running and doing yoga for the rest of my life, which is pretty amazing because if I hadn't listened to a podcast by a chap called Andy Frizzella and the MF CEO project and taken 75 hard, which then in forced me to do two forms of exercise, I wouldn't have developed a love of running and a love of yoga. So my question to you is, what can you try and we're still early in the new year. You're listening to this podcast. Should be like the second week in February, third week in February, something like that. You might be listening to it, obviously, um, at a later date because we get a lot of people going back through the episodes. But um, that is traditionally the time, having come from a health and fitness background, that people are quitting the gym, quitting their health and fitness goals for the year. So this is a great time to think, and it doesn't have to necessarily be physical at all. I'm just saying, try something new, try a different club. And I get it when you, you know, different class and you go, oh, I don't want to go on my own. Don't want to go on my own. You want a friend to come with me. Put yourself out your comfort zone. Last thing I'm going to say tonight, what is the worst thing that can happen? If you found value in this free podcast, all I ask is that you tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social tagging me in the screw it, just do it hashtag. But if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode and you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. 
plus at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. Alongside the Screw It Just Do It Facebook page, this houses the Screw It Just Do It community and has the most up-to-date information on all things Screw It Just Do It, including all of our live events. I love hearing from you if you either message me on LinkedIn or email alex at screwitjustdoit.org. I promise to reply. Just give me a little time.